Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one in our new series, Dating Your Spouse. Today, we're talking about what you expect when going on a date. We're going to start this show with a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, Chase her. Chase her when she's already yours. That's the only way you'll be assured to never lose her. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that goes both ways when we're talking about dating your spouse. And yet, I'm going to say, guys, as you listen to this episode, we need to level ourselves up. Absolutely. And, you know, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family whose marriage is, has had breakthrough, who's seen real change and transformation. And this hug starts off with, it's 10 p.m. here in Ohio, and all is quiet in our home. My husband just fell asleep after we listened to your podcast. Mm. And I have to share a little insight with you. We've been married now 18 years and have two amazing daughters, one with special needs. In 2017, the stress from finances, schoolwork, husband's job, daughter's therapy, and more was getting out of hand, and we were farther apart than ever before. I was desperately journaling my prayers to God that we would not end up in divorce, but Mm -hmm. I was afraid that's where we were headed. My husband definitely felt the same way because one day he asked if I would listen to a podcast with him, and it was yours. About a month later, we were expecting his mother for Christmas and there was a lot of stress, but we took on a 30-day sex challenge. Wow. We were maybe having sex once a month. Wow. We not only did it, but we were called to focus on our finances. And within the next year, we were able to take our daughters to Disney for a family vacation completely paid for in advance. Oh my gosh. We even had sex in the shower while we were on vacation. Even better. Oh my gosh. I love this. And we've now had our second Christmas without credit card debt. What's amazing to us is that when our sex life is off, our finances are off, the family is off, everything is affected by our relationship and we never noticed it before. There have been many challenges in this last year in my husband's job. It's become increasingly stressful and downsizing and the death of a family member over the holidays. It is by remaining intimate, this is so key, you guys, it is by remaining intimate, giving grace and space to grieve that we are walking this path together. After your podcast about dreaming, we started talking about what we really want, what we would really do if there were no strings to tie us down and we had all the money we needed. Our hearts have started dreaming again Mm. about a move, being closer to family, and so much more. Thank you for bringing us from the brink of divorce to the place of dreams. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) I I love it. That's one couple, one marriage. Mm -hmm. That's what we do it for and... This is, this is the one. So thank you so much for sharing. Truly blessed and honored, mm-hmm. you know, and believe me, if you're listening right now and you're like, that would never happen in my marriage. It, it can, it can, this didn't happen overnight. Mm-mm. This wasn't, this, this wasn't a miracle and it just a snap of a finger. And, and from one day to the next they they may change. There, there's a couple of years here mm-hmm. of going in and diving in and, and making what needed to happen, happen to have the extraordinary. 
So don't give up. Don't ever give up. Right. Keep pressing forward. Keep seeing what needs to be seen and, and, and release what needs to be released. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's, uh, it's so powerful to be able to share your hugs and, and share what you all think about this show. And, you know, as we transition to jumping into the show here, we are doing this series on, on dating. And we know that there is so much that's said about dating. And that is dating your spouse. Thank you. Yes. This isn't for singles who are like, hey, I need, to, I need to learn how to date. Nope, that's not for them. This is for us married folks who have for, a little bit have forgotten what the chase was like. And we, we need a little refresher. So as we're going through this, I am telling you, I am taking this in because I love what the one family has brought. And it made me go, whoa, okay. I need to make a couple adjustments in my own life and how I'm, I'm approaching dating Alisa. Absolutely. Cause there's, there are so many messages about dating, right? You know, you can't read a magazine or, or listen to an, you know, an article or whatever, where somebody doesn't say, you know what, married couples should date and you need to date and, you know, date your spouse and it's important to date. And the reality is, is that we've said all of those. Mm -hmm. we've, so we've done multiple episodes on dating. Absolutely. And, and we talk about it during the conference. We've shared pictures of our own dates and dates that the one family has been on. And, you know, we're so, we're so focused on like, this is a should or, you know, a must, right? Right? And it's got the sense of obligation to it. But I want you to, to just step back for a second, right? Because, uh, you know, when we're in the dating phase before getting married, mm -hmm. right? Go, go back there with me, right? You know, you meet someone and then you have those long dinners and the long conversations and, and you talk about everything and nothing. And you actually love the fact that you're talking about nothing back then. Mm -hmm. Right. You get the smile of like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what we talked about, but we talked for four hours and it was awesome. And now you think we can't even talk through for four minutes. Like, what's that about? And, and there are those trips where you're like, I just want to whisk him away or whisk her away. And, and like, we're just going to go. We're going to go apple picking or we're going to go drive the coast or we're going to. Yeah, and, you, and just because. Like you don't have to have a reason. You just, you go and you do it and, and you make romantic dinners at home and, and you have those longing looks across the table and, and just those times where you feel like you are the absolute only person, the most important person on the planet. And then there's, then, then this like little thing happens, right? You do the wedding march and you have the first dance and you get your mortgage payment and you throw in a couple of kids and then you find yourself one day going, good grief. When was the last time that we went on a date. Well, like I can't remember the last time I had time with you. I can't remember the last time that we did something fun or romantic or that we actually had a conversation without our phones. And Tony's roll. I wish, I Ooh. wish, oh my gosh. I wish you all could have seen his face right now. Cause he just did this huge eye roll, like guilty, mm -hmm. convicted. Oh, gosh, yes. And in all honesty, you guys, that's part of the reason why we are doing this series. We've recognized that recently our dates, have not been so much dates in, in the sense of undivided attention, in the sense of putting our phones down, in the sense of really just like being focused. And Tony's looking at me, he's like, I, you know, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. And, and all to me, our dates end up being more than anything a dinner. Mm -hmm. We'll go walk a little bit. We may go hit a, a coffee shop. I don't find those to be as much as dates anymore. I honestly find our time when we're on the beach and we do a walk and talk and then we'll go grab breakfast to be more of a date for me. Mm -hmm. Partly because we don't have our phones out and, exactly. and, that, and we're going to get into that in today's show. It's, it's so interesting because like I remember our first date. We've shared our first date. I mean, it was it was a 
production. I mean, it was hours of girls doing my hair and makeup. It was, you know, the, the dropped spring roll at first walk there in Boulder, you know, all which of, is no longer there. It's just no longer. We lucked when we were there for our, you know, our 25th anniversary of meeting each other. Yes. It's no longer there. Though. It's, so like all of those things, that was the beginning. And then, you know, we'd have our midnight dates at Taco Bell and, and then, you know, we were newly married and we didn't have a lot of money. So it's kind of like, Hey, want to go grab a pizza? And then it was, you know, kids and they're like, Hey, you know, oh, oh, you want like, do you want to do anything? Yeah. Well, whatever. We're tired. No, I would say when we had our kids, we, I think that was one of the, one of the greatest seasons of us being intentional about our dates because we really made it a, a conscious effort because we knew we couldn't get out mm -hmm. at that point in time. We didn't have a lot of money. And because we had the two kids that were younger, we, 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 we struggled finding babysitters. And I felt like in that season, we were very intentional about doing those home dates after child two, but not after child one. Yes. After child two. So the first after, three years yes. of being parents. I don't think we did much dating in those we days. We didn't. Yeah. I we didn't. And that's part of the problem. Know. And you know, researching for the show, I actually found the study that kind of blew my mind away because it was a study done of singles okay. that found that 93% of women, so single women, 93% of single women preferred to be asked out. Like, okay. like they want a guy to ask them out and 83% of men preferred to be the one asking. Okay. So, so before we put a ring on it, guys are, are pretty happy asking her out and she's pretty happy being asked out. Okay. Then I did uh, just an informal poll on Instagram. We do this all the time. If you guys ever want to participate, follow us at one extraordinary marriage on Instagram. But I asked who usually plans the dates, husband or wife. And 69% of you said that the wife is the one who's planning the dates. She doesn't want to plan all the dates, guys. Like, I'm just going to call this out. You did such a good job to get her by planning these dates, asking her out, doing all this kind of stuff. And then something stopped. Mm -hmm. And ladies, I am going to call you out a little bit on this too. Um, here's the thing. Give him the contact info for the babysitter. You do not have to be the keeper of the babysitter's info. You can share it. And secondly, don't tell him that the calendar is too full, that he can't find time somewhere on the calendar to take you out. Because if you tell me it's too full, you can't complain about something that you're not facilitating. If you're not facilitating dates, don't complain. You don't go on them. But it's more than that. Like those are just kind of at the, the very surface level. Mm -hmm. When we ask this question, you know, like what's your expectation of uh, uh, when you go on a date? Like yeah. we asked. What, what, what do you expect when you're going out on a date? There were hundreds of responses, you guys. I mean, mm -hmm. we did this on Instagram. And I, it's like It's like just the perpetual scroll. You know, and there were four key areas that really jumped up. And the thing is, if we don't start addressing these, if we don't start looking at these and saying, huh, I wonder which ones of these are really actually at play in our marriage. And I will tell you, I'm about to share all four of them with you. And in all honesty, before I share them, I just want you to know that Tony and Lisa are suffering from all four of these. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, 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 we still work through them. I, I do want to say this though, is... If you see these and there's one, two, three, or all four are hindering you from really getting out on a date and what you're expecting with from one another, I think that's where the disconnect comes. Mm -hmm. And I think Elisa and I would agree with this. And and that's why we love you guys because we get the opportunity to sometimes just get the light shined on our own lives because we do not come behind these microphones going, oh, we are all so perfect and we're on the mountaintop. And you guys are in the valley. Mm -hmm. No, right now I would say we're in the valley 
And th- there'll be a point where we'll, we'll get on that mountaintop of dating again. Right now, we're, we're walking through this valley together, though, and going, all right, what do we got to do? We got to get, we got to get our nutrients here. We got to get, we got to get saddled up. We got to get this thing figured out because as the climb goes up to the mountain, you don't have as much up there. Well, and I, I'm why are you laughing at me? Because the whole, the whole I, saddle up analogy was just kind of just, it sounded, well, I'm just thinking, just, I'm just thinking about when I was like, you know, on the PCT, you'd see those guys on their horses, they saddle up and. Well, and I think it's important before we get to the challenges, I think it's important to remember you know, as we're in this whole year focused on dream again, I think it's important to remember what dating looked like, you know, and what you expected way back when, because those expectations, those dreams are still there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, maybe the mortgage and the kids and the bills and everything else and the, you know, postpartum and whatnot has, has kind of slowed them down, but we've got to get into that place where we give ourselves permission to dream about what the possibilities are. True. We, we've got to look at the challenges and say, okay, those are challenges. And, and the four that I'm going to share, you guys, these, these were the four most popular. There was, you know, a slew of other ones, but these, when I started, you know, synthesizing all the data, I was like, Oh, these are it. These are it. So the first one that by and large, everybody wants is undivided attention. It's the number one request of going on a date with your spouse. It's the number one expectation. It's wanting your spouse and that desire that your spouse is engaged, is fully present with you. And let me tell you. I agree. Been there, done that, still doing it. And and it's not something I'm proud of, but I'm telling you because this series I know is going to change our marriage for sure. The second thing is no phones. Obviously, the first one and the second one kind of go together. I think they go together. But the phones... Time and time again, no phones, no phones, no phones, no phones, no phones, no phones. That's what it looked like in my spreadsheet. And we're going to talk about some ways to to work on these. We're just giving them to you right now. The third one is conversation. Mm -hmm. You want good conversation. You want talking about something besides work and the kids. You want to be able to talk about the future. Like when we did the whole Dream Again series, like you want those conversations. You don't want to just be like staring at each other over a meal. You don't want to just be like, oh, well, you know, we're talking about the kids again. Well, and then what ends up happening, I think with... When we have lack of conversation or lack of emotional intimacy, we have our phones there. So what ends up happening, our phones become that pacifier, the adult pacifier, raising my hand there, which then leads to we don't have that undivided attention. And I, and I know Elisa and I get caught in this trap at times of the conversation is, is going and we may be dreaming again or we may be talking about something. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, I got to look that up. And so the phone comes out, which then all of our attention goes to the phone, which then chops off that undivided attention. And it, we've gotten into this vicious cycle at times. And so good conversation, I think, is the base of this foundation of what are we going to be talking about for half an hour, an hour? Well, what is that expectation around the conversation? So we do not pick up the phones. So we do have that undivided attention. And the last one that made the list, and it may come as no surprise to some of you, and it may shock some of you, was that sex did make the list. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth most popular thing on there as far as what people expect when they're going on dates. And, and you know, I expect sex. Straight up. Even with the intimacy lifestyle, I, I expect sex. <laughs> I think when we didn't have it, I expected it more. Now, oh, not for a, sure. Not, not as much now. I still think, though, that there is an expectation, especially if it's a Friday night uh-huh. and your days are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we haven't had sex up to that point, There, you better believe in my mind. I'm like, Game we're, going, on. we're going out. We're going to get dressed up. We're going to go do our thing. 
I don't care how dinner goes. We're getting home. Kids better be in bed. And if they're not, they can go to bed. We're going to go to our room. We're going to lock the door. We're going to have sex. That, I'm just saying that's that's what's going through my mind. I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm not saying it all works out smoothly. I'm just saying that's my expectation. So, so now you know what the four biggest expectations are. And we want to talk about a plan to make it happen so that dating your spouse is something that you actually both look forward to, right? That it isn't just one of those like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to check the box and we're going to do this. So let's talk about how you make your plan. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. First things first, many of you have been around long enough to know that we talk about the intimacy lifestyle when it comes to creating your sexual intimacy, to creating mm -hmm. a plan for your sexual intimacy. The reality is, is that what we schedule, what we're intentional about happens. So the same kind of idea needs to happen around your dating lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What is that gonna look like for the two of you? How often are you gonna be able to commit to going out on a date? It's gonna look vastly different for brand new first time parents than it is for empty nesters who it's just the two, like, so don't Huge. compare. Mm -hmm. don't, like, look at where you are in this season. What can work for you, right? And for some, hey, it may be every week. You're totally cool right now with where you're at. No kids in the house. You may be newlyweds. Hey, life is a little, just a little freer, mm -hmm. right? You, you you still haven't had to pull everything together and, you know, mortgage and this and that, whatever it may be, it may be freer. You may have few kids. You may have 10 kids. It's much different. But even with 10 kids, you start having the older kids watch the younger kids. So that puts you into a different category than somebody who say has five kids under the age of six. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of kids, young. How does it look? And then again, you, you may be like Elisa and I where we have teenagers. And, and this is a, a wild place to be for us and because we didn't see it back in the day when our kids were younger. But it, it's no big deal for Elisa and I to look at our calendar and go, hey, Tonight, we're going to just go grab something to eat or, you know, let's, let's just go do this. We don't have to worry about where they're going. We got ones driving. So each stage is different. Mm -hmm. And you just have to look at where you are and, and what you're going to do. And the second thing that you need to look at is how are you going to share the responsibility for planning dates? Mm -hmm. Just like in the intimacy lifestyle, we talk about how you're going to take turns initiating sex. So in your dating lifestyle, how are you going to take turns initiating dates? What's that going to look like? How are you going to ask each other out? I sent Tony a, um, what did I send you last night the, or last week? The despicable me guy, the, the meme. And it just said, I just said, Hey, will you go out? And it was one of the little minions just like screams me. And, and it was just a funny way to ask yeah. him out. 
but like getting creative because I would have just been like, hey, you want to go grab something to eat? But instead of it's like, you know what? I'm going to be intentional about this. How are you going to do this? Because it's not all his job and it's not all her job to plan dates. It's a gift that you actually give each other when you take the initiative. And we've talked about this before. Decision fatigue is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Don't just put it all on one person to make sure that dating has happened. You, you, you asked each other out prior to getting married. Keep doing that. Yeah, and get creative around it. You know, guys, I mean, heck, if you got a fire pit on and out back, get it set up. Get her out there. If you got a hot tub out back or something, hey, you know what? Maybe once a month you just make something sparkle and happen right outside. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's your place. Get creative. Do your thing. You know, everybody is different. You've all been blessed with your own gifts. So, hey, if you're the dude who can just like make this amazing bonfire on the beach or the, the lakefront or whatever it may be, go at it, right? you know, use that to your advantage because you have that gift to be able to share it. And and then the next step would be like the conversations, right? Because the number one most requested thing, we told you guys, this is undivided attention from Mm -hmm. your spouse. And so, so you need to look at the environment that the two of you are placing yourselves into. Is this an environment that's going to allow us to have a date with undivided attention? Case in point, Tony and I love to watch sports. If we go someplace and they're, you know, specifically during football season and there is football on the screens, we're just not giving each other undivided attention. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going to happen. We enjoy watching the sports. We're going to like eat. And- I think we do enjoy those moments though, because for you and I, it's almost a, we're not thinking about anything else anymore. You and I, we enjoy those times because we're having a great meal together. Mm-hmm. Typically for Elise and I, even some, I'm going to say more times than not, we're, we're sharing plates. And I think for us, th- there is this undivided attention in that because we're, we're passing the plate back and forth or we're, we're, we're sharing, sharing that experience together and the TV's there and we'll be watching football, but we, we enjoy that. If it's necessary that that's going to really derail one of you, then yeah, you gotta make sure because if you're over there watching the game and she or he is just like, are, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like why, why did we just spend money to come here for this? Right. Like we could have done that at home and we could have just made some pasta. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have to cost us anything to, right. to ignore each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's looking at, you know, do you need to take a picture of everything on a date? You will find, and we've had a lot of people actually recently mm-hmm. share this about us as they like look at our Instagram feed and things like that, that they'll very rarely see pictures of us because we're, we're making the choice to have that attention with one another. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we aren't taking pictures of everything that we do on a date. Yeah. Right. And, and that ties into, you know, as you're looking at ways to create undivided attention, what, what is the atmosphere? Is it quieter or is it louder? Is it a place where your eyes are wandering to different things? Or is it a place where it's just the two of you and you're, you know, you're doing something together so that it's just focused on the two of you? Or is it something that constant, like there are all these distractions and so you're not, and or you want to take pictures. And so you're pulling out your phone. And like Tony said, every time the phone comes out, because we've been conditioned as a society to, oh, there's an alert. Oh, there's this, you know, oh, let me Google it, right? All of a sudden we go down this rabbit hole of our phones and we really need to, as couples go, okay, what is, what is really needed from our phones when we're out on date night? And I do see, so in the position of the month club, we asked, you know, what are, what are some fun dates? And I, I found that those dates where we're not just sitting and eating, mm-hmm. 
you you get more of that undivided attention because it's Good an point. it's an experience, right? And one of one of the couples they put up, they just went to a rage room, I think it was called, and not like a rage like. Or not a rave, rage. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm, it, I'm still trying to understand yeah. what the rage room is. So it's in Tempe, and I'm sure there's others, but it's like a place where you can just get out your frustrations on like items. Like you can go break printers and TVs. And I was watching the video and I was like, oh my gosh, like you have to have like undivided attention with your it's spouse. It's a safety thing. In your, yeah. I mean, it's like they got bats and. Like you can go in there and you can get a guitar and be like some rock star, like just listening to music and and crash a guitar on the ground and all this stuff. It's like wow. wow. Okay, skydiving. You know, I've seen a lot of those indoor skydiving. You know, you really need to ha- pay attention. Seen a lot of folks g- going out into the shooting range. Man, you you need to pay attention to what you're doing. You you can't be. And I feel like in those. That's where we have connected and why I said walk and talks on the beach mm-hmm. are that connection because there isn't an interruption and we do have that undivided attention. And I know we do take our phones out to the beach, you know, because we do tend to take more photos out there. And yet I find that there are a lot of times when we just, oh, we're just, man, or it's just it's us. Just us. Yeah. And then we go have breakfast and it's cool. And real quick, those of you that have little kids, I totally understand that somebody needs to have a phone for emergencies. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not totally saying get rid of the phone. I'm just saying, what, how are we using it? And I remember years ago, Chick-fil-A used to have, um, like a box, a little box that, of that they would put yeah. in the middle and, and that's where everybody would put their phones. And if everybody like didn't pick up their phone, you get a free ice cream cone or whatever that thing is. And so you may actually consider like, how do we do this for us? Like whoever looks mm-hmm. at their phone first, maybe you're the one that has to do the laundry when we get home or you have to put the kids to bed or, or whatever it is something fun, but also really intentional about how do we keep those phones away? Which if you're not looking at your phone, then you need to be thinking about what are we going to talk about? Mm -hmm. Because like Tony said, the phone is a pacifier. And so, you know, before life happened and all of these types of things, you had plenty of things to talk about. And now everything seems to revolve around like the same three or four conversations. And so you may need to get a, a book like connect, like you did when you first met. You may need to pick up some tabletop conversation topics cards to have in your wall. You may need to have those things. Just go, you know what? We're just like, we're just going to ask and answer a couple of questions and we'll see where the conversation goes. This isn't like we have to, you know, do 10, you know, questions in a row. It's like, you know, or 20 and make it 20 questions. It's saying, you know what? Maybe we just need to jumpstart this conversation thing. And seriously, we have, we've taken cards with us on trips with friends. We have, you know, connect like you did in the glove box. I think of two different cars in our family, you know, different things so that we can, so that if we ever find ourselves and we're like, what do we talk about? And even the show is a reminder, you know what, pull those out, mm-hmm. pull those out and start talking about it. And you know, those, uh, the tabletop, uh, table topics, conversation cards and things like that. You can find those in our Amazon shop. You can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash Amazon shop. Mm-hmm. You'll find them there. We, there's so many great resources, but y- you've got to talk about something else because that's how you're, that's what your spouse is wanting. They want to talk about the future. They want to talk about dreams. They want to talk about the two of you. And sometimes you just need to jumpstart that. And finally, we do need to talk about sex. Yes, we do. You know, it's interesting that, you know, you see it on movies, you see it everywhere that, you know, when couples are dating, there's this expectation, you know, a great dinner is followed by a great night of sex. Like you, you can't pretty much watch any movie and not see that kind of that correlation. And then 
you know, there's this thing that seems to happen for a lot of couples that it, that ends with the ring and the ceremony, right? Or new, early into the newlywed season. Maybe it doesn't end right at the wedding day. But here's the thing. Many, many, many of you have spouses that expect sex on date night. Or you may be expecting it. Right. So, so it's there. It's real. People expect sex on date night. I'm just going to be as blunt as I can about this. Um, so there are a couple of different ways to handle this. One, you could have sex before you even leave the house. Like it's kind of like starting with dessert first. Mm-hmm. And we've done this many times. This and if you, have lo- if you have little kids, I would say take that into the shower. Boom. You're done. No worries. The shower's going. Have sex. Clean yourselves off. Get yourself all good. You're ready to go. Boom. And if you want a little bit more on that, we did do a show called Sex Before Date Night. Mm-hmm. It's at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 494. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're planning on having sex at the end of the evening, mm-hmm. which is the scenario for a lot of couples, because especially if you have littles, you're like, okay, we'll do it when everybody's in bed. Here's the thing. Don't go stuffing yourself on all the rich foods so that when you go to lay down, your stomach is like, oh, been there. Can't move. Or maybe you drink so much that you lay down and your head is going, oh my gosh, it feels like a tornado going on in there. Been there, done that. Done both of those. On both sides. On both sides. Like we've been there. But here's the thing. We, 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 you know, indulge in the food and drink and then we disappoint our spouses. So there's got to be a consideration on Mm. what that's going to look like. What are the expectations? It's having these conversations because all of these things that we've talked about in today's show, this is just about getting you ready to head out. Like we haven't even left the house yet, guys, around this whole concept of dating your spouse. But you start tackling these areas and that's where understanding what your spouse wants really does create a shift in your marriage. Yeah, And, and the big thing is too that you guys have to really understand what do you expect when you're going to go out on a date and then be able to share that with one another? Because I think what ends up happening is we have our expectations and yet we don't share them, which then causes the frustration. So really what we're really walking into right now with this episode is let's just get the expectations out there. So as we move through the series, we are going to all benefit from better date nights with our spouse. So make sure you join us next week for part two of the Dating Your Spouse series. What do we do on a date? We'll see you guys next week. We're excited to hear as you start pressing through and walking out what you expect on your date night with your spouse. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.